Welcome to the Thursday edition of the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. I feel energized. How about you guys? No. Not so much. I took melatonin last night. Oh, I always take drugs. I went to bed early. <laughs> and uh, and I'm still in search of the right sleep supplement that won't have me feeling like a wet bag of sand in the morning. That's Are you, take, you taking your magnesium? Mm. You know, I was taking a, a, a supplement that had magnesium. It had uh, uh, tart cherry juice and all like those little good things. Pretty much everything but melatonin. Pappy still feel crappy. And then uh, I took the melatonin last night and feel very Groggy? sluggish. That's weird. Melatonin's supposed to not have that effect on you, which is why people like it, because you wake up refreshed normally. But I know so many people who anecdotally say that it has that exact impact on them. Really? What gives? That's, you know, that's funny, because I, I had once been given a prescription for trazodone for sleep. Okay. And my dog had also been given it for anxiety. Okay. I, when I took it, it had the complete opposite effect. I was wired. I couldn't mm. go to bed. My pupils were gigantic. Huh. And then the same thing happened with my dog. It just created more anxiety. And I'm like, what? How could something that's meant for one thing have the complete opposite effect? What a great question, Donna. I know, right? I don't really have an answer for it. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I would say try valerian root. It's really good. It smells like dirty feet. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it smells real bad. Real really? bad. But you just, what, take it in a little capsule form? Yeah. You just take a couple capsules before bed. What'd you drop last night? What were your drugs that you took last night? Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Uh, NyQuil. Because they have a little bit of a residual, like, <clears throat> cough. Yeah, yeah. And so I was, you know, I think I was well, just going to try to quietly sleep. Here's what I think through it. I go to bed, and I went to bed early. I went to bed very early. What is I, very like, early? 9.30. Okay. 9.40. I was, like, in bed, watched a little bit more of that... Time Bomb Y2K documentary on HBO Max. Okay. Put in like another 10 minutes of it. You know, we're chipping away. Um, it's solid. A little long. Their editor just needed some snappier cuts. Some of these Wow, I'm surprised to hear you say that. A little bit too long. But um, but I really like the, the, the topic of Y2K, even from the time I was a kid, has fascinated me. Anyway, it's on Max, by the way. Um, so I, I fall asleep. It's like 9.30. I wake up to a crying uh, four-year-old oh. who has a uh, cold and cough oh, and he's beside us and is really upset as he is coughing up a lot of noticeable phlegm and it's one of those where each time he coughs you can tell it's like hurting his chest or Aww. his throat you know so then we're that wakes you up and then you're awake till you know 12 15 12 30 before you finally fall back to sleep how'd and, you get him back to sleep um we got him medicine um, and then there was just like a lot of cuddling and after he got the medicine, you know, talking to him, like this is going to make you feel better and it's going to start working and look, you're already feeling, you know, a lot of, a lot of, 
lot of coaching. And then he he started to feel better. But boy, he was loud for a for a for a solid period of time where it was like, holy shnikes. Anyway. You walked this morning. I did walk this morning. My neighbor texted me last night. She's like, Do you want to go for a walk in the morning? I'm like, Absolutely not, but yes. (laughs) That's good, Donna. That's good. New year, new you. I was like, I do not. So I'm dog sitting, so I have a, a big old lab, old old girl. Yeah. And she's got a tiny little puppy, not even three months old. Maybe three months. Okay. So you uh, brought the dogs with you on the walk? Yes, but I was a little weir- weary. Yeah. Weary. Is that the right word, Tom? Yeah, concerned. Leary? Uh, leary? leary? I'll look it up. I was, a little, I was a little concerned because old dog puppy, not always a good mix. Because puppies like to nip and old dogs are like, get off me. You know? Yeah. But it went great. It went great. Got some steps in. Thank you. You, you would have wanted to use the word leery there. Leary the term, is, the okay. term weary means exhausted tired. or tired. Yeah. I feel weary. Sure. Many people use weary, however, when they should use leery, mm-hmm. meaning suspicious or doubtful. Right. That's See, which you. is what I did. And then I corrected. Hey, well, good for you for getting out there, though. Hey, thanks, Steve. Being active. Yeah, I got to start lifting some weights, too. Well, uh, didn't you swear off the gym for all of January due to the new people? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, February, it'll w- welcome you with open arms. February. Yeah, and uh, having a dog in the house kind of forces you to like get out there. So I'm gonna go out this afternoon too. That's for good. A walk. Yeah. Activity. Activity is the Thanks, name of the Steve. game. Activity. Activity. Hey, uh, something for you to watch tonight, Donna. I thought maybe you could be our person who watches this. I know. I the, know what you're gonna say. The Golden Bachelor. No. Is getting married. Live on television tonight. All right, maybe I will. To his fiancée, Teresa. It's going down tonight, 8 o'clock. Maybe that's 7 o'clock Eastern. I don't know. Figure out your own time zones, guys. We're all adults. But they're getting married after they the proposal and the finale that happened on November 30th. So it's been a touch of a whirlwind getting this all planned. They're talking in this. By the way, here's your Funny People magazine article. Uh, The title... What a stupid headline this is. Like, what is the alternative to this headline? <clears throat> the Golden Bachelor's... Is it Gary? It is Gary. <clears throat> the Golden Bachelor's Gary Turner promises his wedding to Teresa Nist will be a, quote, day filled with joy. <laughs> what a stupid headline. One can hope. <laughs> what, what is the alternative? With anxious backtracking and, uh, you know, the, the caterer doesn't show up. Everything that can go wrong will go wrong, but marriage will continue. It's a little lazy. Feels it's just... a little SEO optimization. That's what that is. Oh. Mm-hmm. Say the words for the non-droids uh, out there. That, that would be search engine optimization. So, so you're I saying they're little... writing it in a way that draws the people. They sure are. <sighs> yeah. Well, so... I mean, what are they going to Google? Joy? You know, Gary, joy. It maybe. It's going to bring you right there. So uh, SEO optimization is redundant. That's like calling major MLB baseball, but SEO right. search engine optimization. Huh. Mm-hmm. So when you ever see those Daily Mail headlines that you're like, who, what, why? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's why. That's huh. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, wow. And then on People Magazine, we'll talk about this at 1045. I can't wait. How about this one? Natalia Grace docuseries ends with shocking new allegation. Watch the jaw-dropping final moments. Maybe that 
is what Stevie Boy is going to watch. Then I can say I bookended season two. I watched the first three or four minutes, I, and I watched the last. You're three or missing four minutes. a lot, though. We'll we'll talk about it. I I, wor- wa- I watched I watched the first four episodes, and I just have the finale left, which I think is a two parter. Um, you're you're. I don't know if that's smart. A smart way to watch. Oh, don't worry, Donna. All right. That's how it's going to be watched. Okay. There is no alternative. It's really, it's really got me on the fence. If you're Team Natalia or Team Natalia's parents, yeah, like for the like the first season, you're like, yeah, I'm all about. Oh yeah, I see. And then you're like, I believe this. I believe that this girl is crazy and she's doing awful things. And then towards the end, you're like, but wait a minute. Why is she? Why is boyfriend guy or husband guy or dad guy, whoever he is, emotional drama guy? Why is he in the trailer? We don't have time for this, but at one point he's like, pound, he's knees on the living room ground, pounding the floor. Well, you're gonna have to watch. That feels a little bit. Is he better be reenacting something? He's not. That feels a little bit like a oh. he doth protest too yeah, much. He might be rea- uh, reenacting the end of Planet of the Apes. That's what it <laughs> felt like. <laughs> it was a filthy pause off me, dirty apes. Um, or yeah. whatever the saying is. Uh, there's a there's a reunion. There is a reunion. I will just say that. Thank you. Is that when he starts pounding the floor when he sees Natalia? It's not when he sees her. You have to watch. No, 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 no. I shan't be telling you. And yes, I said shan't for like the 14th time this week. Uh, when we come back, <laughs> we uh, have all sorts of fun stuff today. Throwback Thursday music trivia at 11.30 today. We'll do another college pop culture knowledge at 10.30. Uh, when we return, though, there is a craze for a certain calendar. If you have a calendar from this particular year, you're going to want to bust that bad girl out. Donna will tell you why when we return. It's Donna. Steve on my talk. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson. Good morning. Holly Roberts hanging with us. Yeah. Just for a little while. And then the uh, the big Z will be coming in. But in the meantime, you know, I have some rando fun facts. I don't know where the thing is. I give up. Things that make you go. Uh, Things that make you go. Don't you have to run it by me if you're going to do it. Things that make you go, huh? Here we go. Things that make you go. No, I don't. Thank you for asking. Okay. It is 2024. Did we say 2024 or 2004? Uh, 2020, 2024. I think 2024. Who okay. is wasting people's time by saying 2024? Back in 2024. Yeah, we're not eight. Okay. Well, so it just feels like a means. thing that it feels like a thing that a child would say, as they're really? just learning the way to live oh, and speak. Okay. Well, apparently 1996 is creating a frenzy online 
people have realized that old 1996 calendars will work perfectly for 2024. Love this. So vintage uh, nuts are hunting down 1996 calendars to use in place of 2024 ones. And I guess it's a throwback about the subject matter from that year. You know, like maybe there are there's some kind of whatever was hot back then. Yeah, like Friends and Seinfeld and Boys to Men and Home Improvement. Mm -hmm. Tom Cruise, Pamela Anderson, Whitney Houston. So on on eBay right now, they're going for anywhere between $20 and $200. And if you still have one um, and you want to sell it, uh, you might want to do it now because this isn't going to happen again until 2052. Isn't that fun? That is fun. And that's, uh, I think the reason why this all matches up, that being a little bit strange, is because of a leap year yes. as well. So we have leap year. February is going to be super long this year. I know, right? That's kind of fun. But who's going to have a calendar that's not like written on or that could make it even more fun. Yeah, you might frankly. Want, you know about Mike's dental appointment on August. 20th. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, God rest Mike's soul. You know, think of all the things. You know, coffee with Patty before you had your falling out with Patty. Like it's like a fun look back in time, almost like a time capsule of sorts. You know, if any of the three of us have one of those calendars. It's you. Correct. It's the same woman <laughs> who brings in old Reader's Digests. Well, that's where they came from. That's correct. where they came from. That yep. is correct. Yeah. And you've got more, Donna. We need some more. We need to refresh those. Yeah, I'll get. I'll, I'll bring in like five of them. We could see if there's anything good in there. But I do save my calendars, and I put them with my taxes. So I put my calendar <laughs> right. or my date book, quote unquote, with each year's, you know. That's a good life hack, Donna. Really? Yeah. Mm. Well, you just keep know. track of things. Yeah. Where like, was I on this date? Okay. Why? Well, we're assuming a reason here. We're sort of projecting a reason as to why she may have been keeping them. What is your motivation for keeping the calendars? Because as interesting as this story is, it's kind of fun and quirky. I don't think I know of anyone who has kept a calendar unless... It has been a mother, like my mom and grandmas, they get a photo calendar from the family each year. So that's a photo album more than it is a calendar. What motivates you, Donna, to Um, keep a calendar? I think for fun, A, and B, you know, things like um, supplemental information like mileage, that type of thing when I was doing some independent contractor type huh? of work. So I would Side have my, muscle girl, get it. So I would ha- I would have a record of where my promotional appearances were and how far I drove. Yes, uh the guy in the back with the weird beard. Thank you. Hey, uh any chance that say tomorrow you could bring an old one in without proofreading it. Okay. Oh man, Come there on. might be some personal things in there. But, you know, it's all water under the bridge at this point, don't you think? I mean, these are going to be some 20 years ago. Yeah, you know, that's how you think. Because <laughs> it's how water under thinks. your bridge. Right, exactly. I'll, uh, what yeah, you I'll take what, a look. Could, I'll take a look. Personally, what could you possibly well, put? This isn't where you, it's not a diary, it's a calendar. Well, 
Yeah, I'm thinking of the diary ones from the 80s. Like, I would have a little pocket calendar, and I would write in teeny, teeny, tiny letters in every little box. Yeah, no, I don't want to learn about that side of you. Tried blow for the first time in a Jersey alley. Wow. I'm assuming. Made friends with the rat. (laughs) 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 All right, I'll put it on the to-do list. Had Uh, rat try blow. Oh, my gosh, Steve. I feel like we're writing a kid's book. Uh Oh, my God. An edgy one. About why not to do drugs right, or touch rats. And that rat turned to be Splinter. Splinter, that's from right. the origin story. Yep. Let's go. Donna, uh, I need you to do this thing on stamps. I know the price of stamps went up, but I wanted to guess. Okay, so the price of stamps uh, is going up. 14%. Per, uh, no, never mind. I'm not going to tell you that that has nothing to do with anything. What do, you, what do you think? It's going up two cents. I'll tell you that. Okay. I think the current price, I would say, is 51 cents for a stamp. That's what I would guess, too. I feel like I knew this somewhere. Am I close? <sighs> no. What? Well, sort of. It's 66 cents. Currently? Yes. Wow. Which is a lot. That's almost a dollar to mail something. I had no idea. Wow, that is pretty expensive. I remember the good old days of them being 28 cents when I was growing up. Right? Yeah. Oh, this is the, this is the day. Mm-hmm. You will know the forever stamp people today. Because they will have their feathers out like a peacock well, strutting I mean, around saying, doesn't bother me. But what about... I thought the forever stamp... Oh, I guess the point behind it is to buy a lot... And it will be good regardless of whether the price goes up. Forever. Right. Yeah. Okay. That was okay. So did you not understand the concept of forever stamps? Until I guess today? I haven't thought about it until from day one till today. Huh. Huh. That seems like something you would have locked in your database you of important things. You are absolutely right about that. You would think. <laughs> you would think. You keep me guessing there, friend. Oh, thank you. When we come back, we actually have a little, quite a bit of music news to get to today. So we'll do a little bit after the break. Uh, Britney Spears, if you're looking for new music from her, she's got news for you. We'll get into that. When we come back, Donna and Steve on My Talk. Hey, it's Donna and Steve on My Talk 107.1. Everything entertainment. Wow, I didn't know that uh, calendar talk was such a hot topic. People emailing? People emailing. Are they emailing about old calendars that they have, they keep, or um, like, do they have an old 96 one? Or are they questioning you keeping them? Well, I have a feeling I'm going to be the minority here. Um, So far, it looks that way. Um, It's a variety of things. For example, Brooke said, I keep calendars because they're records of business, health appointments. When was my house closing for taxes? Maybe Steve doesn't keep track of these things. Who does the household filing in the Patterson household? I'm just Um, saying my husband struggled to find a new jar of mayo in our home yesterday. (laughs) Maybe I'm projecting. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. I just, there are so, in all of our documentation that we get, I handle the taxes. I have a tax guy. Uh, I had a tax guy. Now I switched tax guys. But my old tax guy might become Donna's tax guy. I don't know. Whatever. Your old tax guy? Oh, oh, I see. Because you have new new business stuff. But I never have gone back to a calendar. I like every documentation that you get uh, is right there on the paperwork, the official paperwork that your lending institution would send you. So calendar person is acting like they're the one in the know, but I would be like, uh, you don't need to mark down on your calendar 
when you closed on your house. There will be other documentation that yeah, provides I, that. Yeah, I think there are other things, too. Like, for this is so dumb, but for example, when I got my hair colored, I know that I want to go every 10 weeks, so I have to look back and go... I know that I can make a phone call, but why don't I save the trouble of them having to look it up when I could just look in my calendar and go, okay, it's time for a hair appointment. But the years past calendar, so that's looking back on that year's calendar, saying, oh, you know what, grab grab me that calendar from 06 for a second. For whatever (laughs) would one need that 06 calendar? Unless, now the fun, the entertainment value, I see. That's why I really would love for you to bring in a calendar that we could just cold read tomorrow. I'll tell you what else I do. Okay. And I, I will try to do that for sure. I I use it for dates, anniversaries, uh, deaths. For sure. Yep. Uh, that type of thing. And then I transfer it into the new calendar every year. And I'm like, oh, one year ago, so-and-so died. That's the way. Sure. Yeah. And then uh, Lori says... She has a paper calendar every single year because she needs to physically see her info. She doesn't put anything in her phone. Hmm. And it goes with her on trips, too. Me, too. Uh, The calendar? mm -hmm. You pack it? Do you hang it up in the hotel room? No, I just... Well, no. Mine is like a, you know, a purse-sized calendar. Almost like a planner. A planner. That goes with me everywhere. If I forget it or if I lose it, I am lost. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I have coming up the next week. I, I know nothing. Huh. Oh, my Aunt Mary Sue just texted in. Yeah. They have two 1996 calendars. She can make some money. I wonder if that's because that's when her twins were born. That could be interesting. Yeah, she's got to sell those now. Well, she doesn't have to. She can sell those. Now. Yes. Or bring them out on the wall. And use them again. And anytime you have to add something, and it seems like a crowded little square, just enjoy the nostalgic look back of, oh, this day, what is that, 27 years ago, Right. we were doing this. Exactly. See, it's fun. I just think it's a little bit, yeah, it's, you can have it. There are, there are many purposes, like, when did I get my car serviced, when, you, you know, not for things like oil changes, but. You know, I got my spark plugs on the fifteenth, or I but got. But are you telling tires. me I get that within a within that calendar year? But are you telling me when it's time for you to get new spark plugs? Are you saying to the mechanic, "Hang on, Bill, I'm going to go back and check my calendar from four years ago. I think it was sometime in the spring." Well, I'm not going to say it to Bill, but I'm going to go and look in my records. Huh? Yeah. I don't know. Some people are like, you know, they've got this like linear kind of mindset, like boom, 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 boom. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. uh, Yeah. And I'm not a person um, of physical nostalgia. I am a memory nostalgia person, Mm. but I am much less like the idea, the concept of you keeping genuinely Reader's Digest from decades ago Mm -hmm. and displaying them, no less, is wild to me. Uh, Old Mm. calendars. Outside of last year, what you're referencing of like, oh, I needed to carry over stuff from last year's calendar, and now it needs to be in this year's calendar. Anything outside of one year, I am Marie Kondo. Get that thing out of here. Thank you for your gotcha. service. You helped me keep time, and bye now. I understand that, too. Okay. I do. Do you know that I have every tax return that I've ever filed? Donna! <laughs> It's really fun to go back and go, wow, I was making $4 an hour. Yeah. You, oh, they're all 
all stacked up, and you're going to reach for that at one point, and they're all going to come toppling down on They're you. in my basement in bins. Oh. You know, here's what I would I will, say. I will just keep seven years. I, I It's on my to-do list. <laughs> yeah, don't they say, like, just there's, like, a set. I know sometimes I've been asked, find me the previous two years or three years tax returns. But you're saying these go back into the 90s for you? 80s. Early 80s. Wow. Yeah, I mean, bring I bring in a tax return. It's so bring fun too tax to see all the checks that I wrote. So I've gone, I've saved a bunch of checks too from this bar I used to go to, and it's just really fun to see like the notes and like, <laughs> oh my gosh, look at how stupid this was. What do you mean? So you're like, give me a margarita, and then you cut this guy a check who serves you the drink, and in the memo you put like, keep it up, toots, or something like that. Sure. I, I, it's not just a margarita. It, it was like a regular bar that I went to with a group of friends. And this is back when checks were everybody much paid bigger. with checks. Three people would write a check, and that would pay your bill. And just but to make, how does it differentiate from receipts? Was it really the memo that you put in there? You kind of put something fun in there. Sometimes, yeah. but other times it was just like a receipt. Correct. You know, it's fun. Uh, maybe I'll just maybe I'll do a bring deep in a dive. Full of this crap. All right, I will. It might not be tomorrow. It might be next week. Okay. I'll bring. I'll find a calendar though. Okay. That's great. This is really fun, Donna. This is so fun. See this? Now look, I'm bringing content to the show, so there was a purpose in the end. In the end, thirty years <laughs> in the making, this is going to get us eight minutes of radio, and I say that <laughs> does justify the probably 150 square foot of basement below the basement storage space. Thank you. And now this on Britney Spears. Apparently, Britney is insisting that she will never make music again, even if her team is assembling songwriters, as we speak, for what would be her 10th album. I don't know how this works. Mm. They keep saying that um, she's turning to random people to do a new album. This is what she's saying. She's like, I will never return to the music industry. This was on an Instagram post recently. She said, when I write, I write for fun. I write for other people. For those who have read my book, there's loads you don't know about me. She said she's written over 20 songs for other people during the past two years and that she's a ghostwriter. She said, I honestly enjoy it that way. Isn't that crazy? Because Rolling Stone has confirmed that... Uh, Charlie XCX and Julia Michaels were uh, tapped to pen songs for her next album. and But yet she's saying, I will never return to the music industry. How does this work? Let's get Charlie XCX on the horn. I know, right? Now, you she know, hasn't recorded anything, just for the record. Maybe, just maybe. Is there? Could we get semantic on this? When she says, I will never return to the music industry... Could that mean I'm never going to pursue a relationship with a label again and do that whole kit and caboodle that it takes to record, to produce, record a song, and then promote it? And she's saying, is there room still for Britney to say, I might self-publish my own stuff? Possibly. I might just drop something on YouTube that I put together at the home studio on GarageBand, but I'm not going to do the whole thing. Again, maybe she doesn't need it. I don't know, because if you recall, she put out um, Hold Me Closer, the duet with Elton John. Which we thought was great. She also did that Will I Am 
thing, uh, Mind Your Business, which was originally recorded for her 2013 album, Britney Jean, but it was released last year. And it did sound like an older recording for sure. It didn't sound like something like a new project. It sounded like they took like all these like weird outtakes and tried to Frankenstein them together to make a song. Well, maybe here's the thing with with um, with this whole Britney Spears is she going to record thing? There, there. Maybe Charlie XCX is involved. Julia Michaels is involved. They're writing stuff, but it sounds like this is all just part of a big presentation that her yes. extended team is going to put together and say, "Now listen." Brit, listen to these songs. These songs are so good. Yes. Now listen, if we had your uh, voice on it, how good it would be. <laughs> yes, I think that's exactly right. I think you're right. They're going to try to woo her and see what happens. But she says, pushing forward in my music career is not my focus at the moment. You know, you've got to appreciate the fact that she says right now it's time for her to get her spiritual life in order to pay attention to the little things, to slow down. It's time for me to be someone who... Uh, not to be someone who other people want. It's time to find myself. So maybe music is not part of that plan other than writing songs. And if that's the case, you do you, Brittany. Thank you. I think that's one of the phrases that I want us to ban. <laughs> you do you. Yeah. I don't know if it's because people use it too much. I'm it's obsessed fine. with you do you. You do, you know. I mean, can we replace it with something that has the same sentiment? Okay, then. You tickle your pickle. Why no more? I'll just go back to you, do you. We'll go back. (laughs) We're at you, do you again. Let's not say you tickle your pickle. (laughs) That sounds like something you do in private. Donna! What? Sorry. I have news about Kelly Clarkson. Okay. Many people have noticed that she has lost weight. They've seen a bit of a physical transformation there. She's talking about it now, and people, she's on the cover. I'm taking my power back, so says Kelly Clarkson. But people are like, okay, for real, though, what's the secret? Anytime we see somebody go through a transformation, what are you doing? What's working for you? She said, quote, I eat a healthy mix. I dropped weight because I've been listening to my doctor. A couple years I didn't. And 90% of the time, I'm really good at it because a protein diet is good for me anyway. I'm a Texas girl, so I like meat. Sorry, vegetarians in the world, she said. Uh, she also said that just walking around her new home in New York City has been a workout as well. She moved her show from L.A. to New York, you'll right. remember. Yes. And she adds, quote, I'm really into infrared saunas right now, or if you like to be pretentious, sauna. And I just got a cold plunge because everybody wore me down. She did not acknowledge if she is also taking any weight loss drugs like Ozempic. Right, which is, I think, what people are speculating. Anytime now that we see rapid weight loss, we think Ozempic. Yeah, I think you're right. There was. Did you have any Ozempic talk at your home over the holidays? Zero. There was Ozempic talk at my house. Really? People were talking about Ozempic. I wonder what percentage of households during the holidays did the word Ozempic come up? At any point. You would think with my pre-beats that I would be talking about it. We're dealing with the pre-diabetic here on the radio, everybody. This is a part of her 2024 journey, and we stand with her. That is why I am siphoning sugar out of her bloodstream every hour (laughs) on the hour. And that is what a partnership looks like. And I thank you. You're my best friend. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a pleasure. You bet.
anyway, whatever. Look, whatever you're doing, I, I, if you want to use Ozempic, I feel like there was a conversation talking about the side effects of Ozempic. Mm-hmm. What about the side effects of obesity? Well, yeah, some yeah, doctors sure. would challenge, but then are we? I don't know. We're such like an overdrugged society. Yeah, we really are. Uh, do you know anyone who doesn't take medication other than yourself? Wow, that's a good question. I just assume everybody's on something. Huh. Like a prescribed thing. I do, yes. Correct. That I'd like a study done on that. What percentage of American adults, let's say age 25 to... 55. 55 are on a prescribed medication. Hmm. Maybe that's your Facebook question for tomorrow. We got to go. Okay. No, no, no. All right. <laughs> How many of you take prescriptions? No, no, no. Uh, when we come back, it'll be time for seeing things and saying things. Pat McAfee, uh, the very popular ESPN radio uh, and television show host, had to issue an apology over something that Green Bay Packers former quarterback Aaron Rodgers had to say about a late-night host. We'll tell you about that and a really cool moment for a Tetris player. Good morning. Welcome back, you guys. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 107.1, where talk is fun. And where if you see something, you should say something. That's what we believe. So let's do it. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Well, have you heard about the beef between Jimmy Kimmel and Aaron Rodgers? I did hear about this. There must have been something before. Like, Jimmy Kimmel must have been kind of talking smack about Aaron Rodgers in the past. Yes. That's what I assume, right? Yep. Okay. So, Aaron Rodgers was on the, was it the Pat McAfee show? That is correct. And basically made a quote-unquote joke that suggested Jimmy Kimmel would be outed as an associate of former pedophile slash sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. Then Kimmel put out a tweet, at least I saw it as a tweet, that basically said, Dear A-hole, for the record, I've not met, flown with, visited, or had any contact whatsoever with Epstein, nor will you find my name on any list other than the clearly phony nonsense that you soft-brained wackos. Um, like yourself, can't seem to distinguish from reality. He said, your reckless words put my family in danger. Keep it up, and we'll debate the facts further in court. Still haven't heard from Aaron Rodgers after that happened. Right. Now, uh, on his show yesterday, Pat said, we obviously don't like to be associated with anything negative ever, so we apologize for being a part of it. And I believe he went on to say that he can't wait to hear what Aaron has to say about it. And hopefully that those two will just be able to settle this, you know, and move along. Pat also thinks that Aaron was just trying to, you know, talk crap for fun. Sure. Because, yeah, Kimmel's made yeah several jokes about Aaron Rodgers, his stance on vaccinations, stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. Got it. 
Uh, yeah, so it, some people were like, okay, uh, Kimmel makes a living off of making fun of people. Right. Every night on his mm-hmm. show. And so, you know, if Aaron throws one back, he should be able to take it. But then Kimmel, obviously, you can tell from his defensive position in that that post that he had on X is like, dude, not cool. Right. Right. Oh, my gosh. It's it's getting really ugly in the comments. You oh, know, aside from oh, that. Oh, I bet. Oh, my gosh. Because, you know. Wear a helmet down there. Think of Kimmel and was it called The Man Show? Remember that show? Yep. Yeah, there are some old clips of that that are oh my floating God. around. That are really, really show Didn't him in a very well? negative light. Yes, right. yes. I mean, and so people are, you know, people who are pro Aaron Rodgers are, you know, saying, you know, you've spent years peddling libelous accusations against Aaron Rodgers, like the one below, and then they, everyone's including clips, and there are other ones that say, um, I mean, people are just saying, Jimmy Kimmel is a pedophile. I don't think you could say that without risk of being sued. You know what I mean? And then he says, other people are saying, oh, your reckless words put my family in danger. You use your show to demonize half the country and people you don't agree with, and now someone does it to you and you're playing the victim. And then, I mean, tons of videos that they're putting out. Yeah, I saw a couple that, you know. Yeah, not, 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 the, not the greatest. I'm looking at one right now, and it makes me cringe so, so bad. Um, now, I don't know if those directly pertain to what we are necessarily talking about here. You know, but it's right. kind of like people like, all right, if he's going to get defensive and I don't like that, if you're not letting there be freedom of joking back and forth, then what about yeah. this? And let's bring this up again and this right. up again. Right. Um, like, basically saying it's like the hydrant peeing on the dog. You know what I mean? Oh, I've never heard that. Really? Uh, that's another version of the pot calling the kettle black. Exactly. I like it. <laughs> but yeah, so so Pat McAfee is wildly popular on ESPN. And he is a, for those who don't know, he's a former uh, NFL punter. He was a punter on the Indianapolis Colts, born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, went to Plum High School. He's a Yinzer. You can hear him talk with his Pittsburghese accent quite a bit. But he's really, he's, he's, he's brash. He is unpolished in, in a, in a certain way. In another way, he's very polished. He's a very, you know, successful broadcaster and very entertaining. Uh, but his show has less varnish on it than most ESPN productions of the past, and they can swear more, and they can, you know, it's just much more loosey goosey. So Aaron Rodgers has been going on; he's been an every Tuesday guest for quite some time now. Oh, okay. To the point where he's committed so much time to coming on every Tuesday, and that's a really big get for the Pat McAfee show. That earlier in the year, it was noted that Pat McAfee sent a uh, four hundred thousand dollar check to Aaron Rodgers just to say thanks, like, "Hey, you've been coming on. Thank you very much." Wow. Did you say $4,000? I did not. I said $400,000. Wow. Yep, pretty good. Because I was going to go, okay, thanks for the chump change. I mean, for me, I'd be like, oh, my gosh. This is amazing. Is this illegal? I can't Oh, my God, I just won the lottery. But um, so he's he's buddy-buddy with Aaron Rodgers in that way. He's on every week. They've got a good relationship. But now he has had to come out and say, like, look, we apologize for getting caught up in the middle of that. You know, he's not necessarily sure what Aaron Rodgers is going to say. And he gives his guest a lot of room to roam. 
You know, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't listen to much Howard Stern, but I would think probably in a similar fashion there where Howard's letting people talk. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so now anyway, Ian, there was a report on uh, pro football talk, the website, profootballtalk.com, where it was like ESPN declining to comment if they're looking into whether or not Aaron Rodgers should continue on the show or not. But Pat said yesterday, we obviously don't like to be associated with anything negative ever. So we apologize for being a part of it. I can't wait to hear what Aaron has to say about it. Hopefully those two will just be able to settle this, you know, not work-wise, but be able to chit-chat and move along. Right. Uh, and he also did, to your point, you know, say, I think he was just trying to kind of crap-talk Jimmy, since Jimmy has crap-talked him, but he's going to have to clarify that Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on a lighter topic, real Please. quick, there's a 13-year-old gamer in Oklahoma named Willis Gibson who just became the first person to ever beat Tetris. To this point, only AI has ever beat the right. game. Right. Is that crazy? And the way that the game will show you that it's been won is not that it says, like, congrats, you won. The game will actually freeze up. The The, the Tetris blocks start moving so fast yes, that the game eventually yes, yes, yes. freezes up. And so, again, artificial intelligence, the only thing that has ever done it before. But then yesterday, Blue Scooty is his gamer name. Yeah. And I watched it. I watched the, the oh, final fun. minute. And he starts freaking out when that game locks up. That's crazy. And he's 13. Uh, the game came out 34 years ago on Nintendo, um, 1989. And that was more than two decades before this kid was born. And now his goal is to do it again, but to try to be more efficient. That's Buddy. great. That's so fun. Just ride the record until somebody yes. beats it. By the way, for Keep It Score at Home, he made it to level 157. Wow. That's where it finally froze up. Holly Roberts, we thank you Yay. for your producing skills given to us, Hour One. We've got the Zamboni coming in next with a dirt alert. Then we got a little music news next on Don and Steve. Hey, friends, it's Steve. You know, the season is changing, and now is the time to begin planning your winter adventures here in Minnesota. From dog sledding across a frozen lake to dining in an igloo, winter can be magical in Minnesota. So start planning your winter getaway and visit one of the world's largest malls or catch a touring Broadway production. Get your free monthly travel e-newsletter and start planning your dream trip or browse through endless events and activities happening throughout the entire state by visiting ExploreMinnesota.com.